welcome to another episode of Putting It Down. I'm your host, Paul D. Dukes, and together we will be discussing, exploring, and sharing our experiences with recovery, spirituality, and life. I'm so excited to be sharing a journey of hope and love where no destination is required, where we can simply sit back, relax, and enjoy the process of putting it down. So here we are again, um, I'm putting it down, and I got to tell you tonight, I'm really super excited because I'm, I'm with a gentleman who, who really, truly, to be honest with you, kind of uh, inspired this whole putting it down thing. And ironically, we happen to be in the place where it all began. Um, we're on the second floor with the Dom, and, uh, and don't you smile, you're welcome to say something if you want to, Hollis. So. Right. <laughs> so um, Hollis and I, Hollis Robinson is the man that I'm talking about, and um and Hollis is a guy that I spent many a night sitting here talking and just kind of going back and forth about life, about spirituality, um, about our experiences out on the street. Um, our backgrounds are pretty similar. And um, I, I really have found a lot of motivation from this gentleman. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. And um, with that being said, I want to introduce my man, Hollis. So Hollis, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And uh, by the way, welcome, my friend. Well, thank you. Welcome, thank you. my friend. Thank you. You know, it's, it's just, um, I'd like to thank you for inviting me to be on your first part podcast. Um, you know, this is different and new to me. It's a new experience, which is what we are about. Um, let you know a little something about myself. Um, you know, I'm from Akron, Ohio. It's a little mid, uh, mid-eastern, uh, north of, northeast Ohio, um, right outside of Cleveland. Um, grew up in a small town with a big flavor, big city flavor. Um, I grew up in an idyllic situation. I had all the freedom, all the movement I wanted to have as a child, dreams, aspirations. Um, I experienced, um, you know, a lot of thrills being in junior high school. High school had great friends. Uh, most of my friends have gone on to produce records and be part of pop groups, um, professional football, professional basketball, um, gone on to college. Um, but that's not my story. Uh, I'm an Army veteran. Um, I served in the service. I went in at 21. Um, I spent six years in the service. Uh, some of the best years I spent. Uh, some of my formidable years were spent in the service. So um, I do, uh, I'm in the frame of mind, the school of thought that, you know, sometimes service can be the best thing for a young man trying to find himself. And um, uh, I'm not, um, not, I'm not in a situation where I could speak to the new veterans today. I don't know how it would be to go to war at 18. Uh, my time in service spent doing um, uh, peacetime from 1979 to 1986. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so uh, to those of you who have served on the front lines during time of war, um, uh, uh, I salute you. Uh, and I thank you for your service and your sacrifice. Uh, and I wish you the best. I know how difficult it could be to um, come back into a community um, and try to rebuild your lives with um, the experiences that you're bringing back with you. Having said that, um, my, myself, um, I'm a service-connected veteran. Um, I'm 100% disabled. Um, I've been uh, diagnosed with a few challenges. 
um, what we like to call um, mental health and co-occurring disorders, which means I've been diagnosed with major depression and anxiety. Also have been suffering for the last 30 years with substance abuse, um, which I am uh, being told, which is part of the solution that I applied uh, to my problems or to my challenges. Uh, having said that, I spent the last 35 years in and out of recovery, uh, treatment centers, and, and the last 10 years in and out of the VA facilities. Time well spent uh, trying to get to know myself. Uh -huh. yeah. um, I am service connected. Uh, it took me a few years to get that together. You know, that's a very trying, very difficult thing. Uh, if anybody's out there, you know, trying to get compensation for anything that they're going through, all I can say is that diagnosis is not enough. You must be going through treatment, and uh, that has a you know a dual benefit. Um, by going through treatment, you also begin to improve the quality of your own life and get an understanding about some of the particular unique challenges that you're facing that may begin to increase and bring more quality to the relationships you are in, and you can get compensated. So, Uncle Sam pays on time all the time, and you can get paid for the rest of your life, which goes a long way into creating a situation where you can begin to try to um, create a lifestyle for yourself uh, that you can begin to become stable. Uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off you, um, but it takes a commitment and, uh, and some perseverance, and um, you will get triggered. And, and it's how to get out the way and stay focused on doing what's in front of you when it comes to dealing with um, issues with um, Veterans Administrations, um, with your caregivers, and with yourself and your family members. Very cool, very, very cool, Hollis. So all the technicalities out of the way, let's let's get down. You know I'm from Mississippi, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, man, so so let's get, we call it the dirty. Let's get down to the dirty, man. Mm -hmm. Why the hell are we here, Hollis? Well, you know, I'm here because circumstances, situations brought me here. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I was overwhelmed. Uh, you know, addiction is a, is a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Uh, being a veteran, uh, you know, it was, it was the one battle that I couldn't give up. There was no surrender in it. Uh, there was something about me that said that I was bigger than the fight that I was in. And uh, come to find out, uh, I'm not. That was a tough pill to swallow. I hear that. I hear that, man. So so let's be real, real quick. So when I say we're here, why are we here? But, um, we're here in what I like to call um, the insane asylum. Right? Mm. Well, second floor of the Dom, where it all began. Mm. Um, the Dom is a, a facility for the West L.A., um, uh, for veterans who have substance abuse issues, PTSD issues, and other things. And we both are, are alumni, if you will, <laughs> of that. And, um, and, and but, but I mean it in a bigger context as well. As you know, our conversations go a lot of different directions. And I'm, for sure they do, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you right now that, that um, I'm about to take the skates off, take, mm -hmm. the, take the everything off, put my seatbelt on, and get in the roller coaster with you because I know where it can go. And I hope the listeners are ready for this because, man, you got a lot of knowledge up in your head. And I, I value the time that we spend together. And, um, again, I'm ready. I'm seatbelt in. Well, you know. I'm ready to go, baby. So, you, so let's do it. And, you, and the thing about it, you know, as you mentioned, you know, like, as you were speaking about being in insane asylum and uh, about where we are and the connotation that uh, I get from that, it was a bit of pushback for me. Um, because my journey has taught me that I'm as sick as I think I am. Uh -huh. 
And what I'm learning is that um, what I need to begin to do for myself requires that I begin to think of myself in larger terms. Um, I'm not my diagnosis. I'm not my disability. I'm not what happened to me. You know, I'm what I do from this point on. And that's been a very difficult challenge because, you know, a lot of the influences and a lot of um, what it was that was defining me was done unconscious and without my consent, without my conscious consent, should I say. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, uh, sometimes when you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do and you ask, and the people who are there to take care of you only know what they know, sometimes uh, their best efforts can have the uh, uh, lasting effects in a very um, negative kind of way. But it's left up to me to sort that out, you know. Um, I've learned how to become accountable uh, and to begin to deal with my own issues like a man should deal with his issues. And when I say that, I don't even say it facetiously. What I mean by that is that um, every day I'm aware of who I am. I am an expert on me. Amen. You know, Amen. we are. You know, I, am, I know enough about so many things mm -hmm. uh, that I've come to the conclusion that I know nothing. Oh, now, 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 now you're taking me. Yeah. Because yeah. now, here we go. Yeah. Everybody hang on. <laughs> and I, I'll bring this up uh, candidly, that, that you've, you've shared some some teachings of some other individuals out there, like uh, Shaguru. Shaguru. Shaguru, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've hit me to the brother down the street. Michael Beckwith. Beckwith. Michael yes. Beckwith, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a really, mm -hmm. really cool dude. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about some of the things in Thurman. Thurman, What's yeah. his name? Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman. All yeah. right. Yeah. One so, of the uh, theologians of the 19th, 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you put some of these ideas in my head that have rattled around a little bit, and they, some things have stuck to the walls of my brain. You know what I'm saying? So, so I want to talk a little bit about that. So, when when did you come to this realization that there was more to it than what we're in right now, and that there was a journey? Or and, and I'll, I'll try to use the correct words. There was a there was a starting point of that journey, right? The first step. When when did that happen? With you, um, the first thing I you know the first time is 1994. Um, I read a book by Redding called Celestian Prophecy, All right. and it talked about coincidences not being coincidences, about us being able to transmit information or receive information, and the thing to remember is that nothing happens by chance and that the universe or God is always expiring to our good. And uh, he began to teach me about how to begin to pick up the cues and the signals um, from a loving God, from a, a God that was bigger than the problems and the circumstances and situations I was going to. But I had to come to believe in that. I had to begin to become available to that. I had to become open to that. And for me, uh, it happened in AA initially. Uh, the doctor's opinion talks about um, the gentleman in Dr. Pinion, um, he is the um, psychiatrist who lent a letter to the um, people in AA uh, back in the 50s, and uh, Dr. Sixworth, Selfworth. And he talked about a moral, psychological uh, uh, therapy that was necessary, an education, a re-education of one individual in order for him to begin to recover and to renew himself. And that knowledge and information, although was helpful, is application proved to be difficult. And he made a statement in a paragraph in there, and he said that, but it lies outside of our synthetic knowledge. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, tapping into a power greater than ourselves. 
So let me stop you right there, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, a great pitchers in the in the um, in the professional baseball. They they pitch and they pitch these like really really fastballs, right? But they know confidently that they got a catcher back there that's gonna catch what's coming. So here it comes. You ready? Because mm -hmm. I know you got this. Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right. So so I heard you talk about God. All right, Hollis. What is God, baby? Hmm. What is God? To know God is to be God Himself. Yeah. My job. My my experience and thus far in my journey, what I begin to understand is that. God is always defining himself to me as I grow and as the capacity that I am to receive it. I'm limited in my ability to describe God. As, I can describe God from my experience, but I think the question lent itself to a, to a more defined definition of what God is. God is eternal. God is truth. God is all wisdom. God is all good. God is the one source of all source. He is that which works in the invisible and makes the invisible manifest itself into whatever it is I need at any given time. What I mean by that is that is that for me, God is beyond my understanding, but not my experience. You know, um, I, I you know I, the question sets me back because I don't even know who God is. I don't know what water is either. I don't know who you are. See, now, 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 you know, you take, <laughs> now you take me back a little bit to, to what I was listening to that you hit me on, and that is the the ability to say, I don't know, is a beautiful thing, right? Yes. And, uh, and and that's kind of where I'm at right now, and that's that's kind of the reason that I, I, I do what I do right this minute, is because I really want to learn, and I'm very, very comfortable all of a sudden with I don't know. And it's the first time, and you've helped me with that, man, and I really, really appreciate that. But again, I'm coming down with a curveball. Here it comes. You mm -hmm. ready? So, did, did my fastball though? Did here comes a curveball. So, when on my little journey that I have, I'm I'm I'm, I'm exploring all these different religions and I'm mm -hmm. exploring all these different meanings of spirituality and, and all of this stuff. So, mm -hmm. my curveball to you would, would absolutely be, you know, kind of kind of put all that down for me. Put um, let me know what you think about religion versus spirituality, spirituality versus religion. And again, I know you are that major league. You know, this, what, so. what I've come to understand for me in that having to take and begin to examine everything I've brought with me thus far and some of the things that I'm examining, I'm examining for the first time, and I found out that I've always had questions about what was given to me and what I believe. And so I believe that belief is something that man does in order to become comfortable with a certain situation or circumstance. You know, um, to not know frees me up. But you just can't say you don't know. You know, uh, you can't just seek because you have so many filters. You know, there's so many threads that you hold in the palm of your hand that have so many influences that are so subtle that happened over years and time and, and without you knowing or really giving it much thought. And it just implanted itself in your memory. It's part of your data that's always processing in your mind. And what I've been doing for the last eight or nine years is trying to set aside that. Okay. You know, so that I could t look at this with fresh eyes. You know, um, I'm not disbelieving, nor am I believing. Okay, okay. You know? Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Um, 
It sounds like you've been doing this for a minute, and I haven't. I, I'm just now starting on my journey. Um, and as a man going through a journey looking for the answers in life, um, and it being the most important thing to me right mm -hmm. now, um, I, I, you, you know my background. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been up there, man. I've made money. I've done things. I've been all over the world. I come from the South. I've been in Japan. I've, I've mm -hmm. seen all these different things. And, um, and I just don't have the answers right now. So I'm on, I'm, I want to begin this journey. I'm standing there. I got my little mm -hmm. checklist, right? You know, toothbrush, uh, you know, tennis shoes, this and that, right? But, but what would you suggest be on that checklist that I may not think about as far as what, what my first step should be or the direction I should go in? Um, you know, for me, it's how do I free myself from my mind? Okay. I'm in bondage with my thoughts. And uh, for a long time, my intellect, my thought, my cunning, uh, you know, my ability to survive um, were, was, a, was a, a hallmark for me. It's, it's my swag. You know, it's what, I, it's what I project to the world. And it's contrived. And let me say, you got some swag. Well, it's, you it, got and some and swag, it's contrived. There's a whole <laughs> lot of insecurities in that. But, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing that, that for me now, um, I'm really starting to see just how in bondage I was to my thoughts. So that I realized that I can never truly examine anything in its purity or, or from an honest or objective perspective unless I first begin to understand just how my mind has entangled the self. You know, uh, for a long time, you know, because of addiction, my feelings were the things that I was entangled into. Like I told you, I suffered from depression and anxiety. So most of the situations and circumstances I came into, I gauged them based on how well I felt, how much energy I had, whether I was enthusiastic in it, um, how I felt afterwards. It was always about stimulation. And from an emotional point, it was the, it was the one thing that immediately got my attention, how I felt. Yeah, I know that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because your emotions can have a lot to do with you biologically and physically also. You know, whether you get ill, whether you get sick, uh, um, the aches and pains, the, you know, the low energy, you know. Uh, or I take, begin to take notice of these things. That, you know, I'm, you know as a human being, I'm, I'm, I'm simple, but I'm complex. Right. You know, and the complex things about me are the things that I allow to go on without my permission. Because what I begin to find out is that this thing is supposed to work in harmony with itself, mind, body, and spirit. Uh-oh, I'm starting to hear hollering. Yeah. Let me get and, ready. And, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when, 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 when I allow my mind to control everything, yeah. because my perception is screwed and screwed based on my experiences, based on those influences, all those unexamined beliefs, some of the things I've been told about myself, some of the things I need to believe about myself in order to be all right with myself, in order to do what I need to do on a daily basis or a minute-to-minute -minute basis, or to be in a room full of people, or to be by myself, or to try to get a job, or, or try to ask somebody for something that was a necessity to me and me moving forward and needing their cooperation in order to receive it, the anxiety that happened from that. You know, um, all these things, all these thoughts sometimes created in me inaction. And it's in this inaction that uh, I began to search for something that would be bigger than that. I always had an idea of who what God was in his relationship to me. Yeah. That, that, that 
if only I was able to, by faith, believe in the moments of high resolve, those moments where I was able to achieve my goals, when I was able to work through things, when I was able to hold down jobs, have meaningful quality relationships, when I was able to go into places and, and have an impact, you know, and not need to take control in order to embrace it, if you yeah. understand what I'm saying. You know, allow to be, be a contributor, mm -hmm. but not get so grandiose or get so neurotic in that sense of self or my ability to influence others that I, you know, begin to, you know, uh, uh, become self-destructive or destructive or harmful to others. You know, whether it be emotionally, whether it be psychologically, you know, or whether it be physically, you know, uh, because I am a power, I'm an influence. Everybody has an influence. Yeah. Some have greater influence than others. You know, I've always been an individual. I never put myself in situations where I'm over my head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always put myself in situations where I try to put myself in more situations where it seemed as if I was the smartest man in the room. So you might be deep in the water, but you ain't over your head. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm breathing all right. That's right, that's you right. Know, that's all, and, and that was just a strategy. Because I knew I came in, I, I walked around with, uh, uh, um, what can I call them? Um, flaws. Uh, I knew that sometimes I've overcompensated. I knew I was hiding insecurities. Yeah. You know, uh, lack of confidence. You know what I'm saying? You lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. You know, not, like I said, that's that facade. Yeah. Not I mean, you know, and, and everybody has it. Everybody goes through those moments. Yeah. You know, I think what happens a lot of times with veterans, especially those of us who suffer from mental health and co-occurring disorders, like I said, it was drug addiction, gambling, sex addiction, just thrill-seeking, you know, um, what we tend to do in that is we overcompensate in an area that's self-destructive. Yeah. So it makes us hard to be around because if we're not, if we're not at 100 miles an hour, we're at zero. And when we're at zero, we want to be by ourselves. And when we're at 100 miles an hour, we don't care about nobody else. Can't nobody keep up. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Can't reach us. We, you know, we're yeah. disconnected. We're disconnected because we're self-absorbed. Because everybody wants to feel comfortable. Everybody wants to feel all right with themselves. And they want everything around them to look and feel all right, too. You know, we want to be in harmony with our environment, with our relationships with other people. It's just that we have these challenges that we need to address. And... The only way to address them is to confront them. You know, when I when I first came up in here, Hollis, I uh, I was perplexed. I've, I've shared with you the prayer that I wrote down about yes, you asking, did. asking prayer. God Beautiful for prayer. asking God for the path, asking God for um, strength, asking God for you know for people not to judge me about what's going on with me in, in, in this particular moment. And, and when I came in here, this this weird thing started happening. I started to feel myself transforming a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And um, I felt this, this overwhelming feeling that all the things that I did before, this, this power that I had, this money that I had, these positions that I had, these women that I had, all these crazy ass things, right? Um, you know, I had everything, but I had nothing, no purpose. And now I feel like I really don't have a lot of material things, but I have this huge purpose out there. Right. Talk to me about purpose, brother. I, I want to hear what you think your, your purpose is number one, and number two, what advice you have for me to find my purpose? You know, uh, uh, at, you know, today as I look at myself, you know, uh, 
I try to be in the moment and I try to be as beneficial to everything that's around me as I possibly can. Being consciously aware of the need for self-improvement. You know, and sometimes my resistance to do the things I must do or need to do for myself in order to feel sufficient enough in any given situation. And, uh, you know, sometimes that comes from lack of initiative, procrastination, you know, there's all kinds of issues that stem from mental health and co-occurring disorders. You know, we're habitual creatures that we learn from habit, we create habits, these habit forms and these ideas that don't serve us, right. you know. And, you know, so as I began to, to begin to define self, myself, for myself, um, it's, it's letting go of labels. It's letting go of what I believe the idea that other people have about me and what I think about that idea, not becoming so enamored and someone else being enamored about me. You know, uh, that if I'm enough for me, then that's enough. Right, I like that word enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm enough. That's something yeah. I've been picking up yeah. a lot lately I've been trying to hang on to is, is this right here is enough. And to be honest with you, to be honest, real honest with you, this right here for me mm -hmm. is the pinnacle of my existence. This right here, sitting down talking to you about things that mean things to me, is, is what it's all about right now. Like I no longer am searching for that other stuff. I'm searching for, I'm thirsty, mm -hmm. so, so thirsty mm -hmm. for the knowledge that the people around me who, who I didn't know had this knowledge, like have so much knowledge. And, and, and I... I don't even know what to say other than the fact that, um, you know, the conversations that we have had have been very, very in-depth and, and very meaningful to me. Um, yeah, that's the thing that with veterans um, or individuals who have similar same uh, uh, challenges, when we can be honest and open, um, and to the degree that we can be honest and open, uh, we'll begin to reflect the quality, uh, quality that in those relationships, you can feel whole. Um, I think what happens a lot of times is that the language is not there, the verbiage is not there. Um, the ability to express oneself in its, in, in, in its depths and in its heights is not there. Um, I, you know, uh, when I began to go on this journey, I didn't have the words to express what I was feeling, what I was thinking or what I wanted to really try to transmit. Because it's a whole nother language. It's like they call about the language of the heart. You know, how do you begin to think about yourself when you begin to think about yourself as being connected to everything that is? You know what, I can completely relate to this because when I first, first got up into thinking about all this stuff, I started trying to connect with individuals in this particular facility, for instance, that I thought it was the smart way to connect with them was, you know, go out there and talk about the street, go out there and talk about what we did, go out there and talk mm -hmm. about what we slang, what we this, what we that, right? Mm -hmm. And then I realized when, when I was sitting up here in a room and I heard you talk on an intellectual level that I did not have to participate in that. I could come up out of that a little bit and find like-minded individuals that could, that could share with me an experience and the path that I want to go down I don't need to sit here in this path, it's wrong. Yeah, you could, we See get what to, I'm saying? Yeah, we get to choose. How do you elevate or transmute a conversation or dialogue or an experience when you're with someone when you don't have the verbiage? Yeah. Or 
you're self-conscious in doing so because you feel like a fake phony or fraud. Yeah. Or you think someone else is going to, because we're all concerned about how we look to other people to a greater or a lesser or greater degree. And what I say by, what I mean by that, until we've done our inner work, we're very self-conscious. Most people are, I, and, and I hate to say most people, but I don't think my experience is, is unlike anyone else out there who's having an experience. Right. We're having the same experience, we're defining it differently, and there are some, there are some, um, there are some, there are some attributes about it, there's some, there's something about it that is across the board, that my anxiety, my depression, my anger, my resentments, you know, my lack of self-confidence, uh, my insecurities, my doubts. Uh, these things have a voice in everybody. Everybody may, you know, have different outlets for them, and because of how their they, their coping skills that they've been able to acquire, uh, some of the things that they've been able to overcome, you know, may give them more confidence in certain areas where they're able to compensate for things that they don't have in other areas. But everybody's trying to improve themselves where they are the best they can with what they have, you know. And sometimes I think um, we miss the fact that it's, the, it's those feelings that we have at our lowest point that binds us. Because I think sometimes when we begin to feel better about ourselves, we take off. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I know, and I don't know if you well, say, when, when, I, when I say take off, though, you know, uh, for anybody listening, what means that the ego starts jumping in again. Yeah. And the disconnect begins. Yeah. Because the pain is forgotten. That which binds us together, that which has us here looking at each other in the eye, um, having us searching for uh, a, a deeper, a deeper uh, uh, honesty to give, mm -hmm. something more, you know, to give that is personal, you know, uh, that's lost. And, and, and that's what I was just about to say was, it's, it's really, really weird how, how somehow we connect or whatever. And, and you and I don't have to talk about what we did. Mm -hmm. We don't have to talk about our past. We know. Exactly. You can look, you can see, you know the guys who did, and you know the guys who talk, and you know the guys who, mm -hmm. who fantasize, and you know the guys who are trying to get to the next level. You know the guys that are very, very comfortable at the level that they're at. And it's something about... Um, when you connect with somebody's eyes and you connect with somebody's soul, and I, I, I connected mm -hmm. when I first heard you talk and I first saw you and everything, and I know we look at each other honestly, and we don't shy away from the bad. We don't, we don't, we're not scared of the good. Exactly. exactly. We're not, we're not scared of the different things, and that's so powerful to me. And, uh, and, and you know, it's, it's the one thing that I was, I was not ready for, on this journey. You, you know, brought that to the game, so I appreciate that. You know, because you know, we we we're always trying to distinguish ourselves. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. I love to walk in a room and, 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 and turn heads. Yeah. I, you know, when I walk into a place, I want to be felt. I want to be noticed. I want to be understood. Yeah. You know, what I want people to understand about me is my business. Yeah. See, what am I? What is my life saying? What am I projecting? What values? What what ideas am I putting forth? Even if it's a complete facade. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is that as I grow, I begin to realize that I'm becoming more authentic. You, when you grow older, you just mellow. Ain't <laughs> that the truth, though? You know, you mature. <laughs> you know, a lot of the exercises that you were going through and the 
calisthenics that you were, you know, was going on, you just stopped doing because it really didn't get net you the return that you was looking for. And as we begin to get more information, and as we begin to kind of like bring this mind uh, uh, under uh, some type of management, that we're able to select what we give our attention to. So now we're, we're sorting through the information a lot slower. You know, it's not the first thing that comes to my mind that I grab. You know, I sort through my mind to find out what I want to bring forth. So can I say I'm doing that on purpose even though I'm just getting slow? You just need to be doing it on purpose. <laughs> if you're not doing it on purpose, your mind is still running I'm just the going show. slow. Yeah, <laughs> man, slow, slow, slow but show, we used to say. Slow yeah. but show. You know, I mean, you know, and like I said, you know, it's like separating myself from my thoughts. When I become the observer, observer of my life, what I begin to find out is what I, what I begin to understand from, my, from, the, from the teachings that I've been under metaphysics, under Dr. Michael Beckwith, under a lot of the other things that I listen to, um, is that for so long I was what I, I thought I was what I was thinking, and I was trying to justify my thinking. And sometimes when my thinking or the actions I were taking were in conflict with my, the essence of who I am, I doubled down on what I was thinking. You know? And what it did, it suppressed the essence of who I am. So now that I need that essence in order to begin to become more truthful and more honest so I can look at me, yeah. let alone begin to... Uh, uh, project myself into the world, you know, whole, complete, and sufficient in all things. You know, I need to get in touch with me. I need to begin to have a relationship with the real me. You know, you know, you know it's funny. Our conversations always are so fluid, and they, they make me mm. feel good, man. And, and the other day we were talking about the black hole and, and how, you know, you, you were talking about how we, we as man, mm. as humans, we're always looking for it out there, right? And, um, and and it's it's funny to me because I'm just now beginning my journey, and it has nothing to do with out there. No. It has everything to do with turning around. The path is inward, one hundred percent. Like I was so messed up in my life thinking that the path was outward. Like you go out, right? Like the, you go out the door, you go out oh, the we, window we, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 we do. Huh? At least peek out it. Right? <laughs> For sure. You know, you know, the thing about it, we live in a time and in a culture where um, a lot of what the narratives, the truths, and what we're thinking is told to us. Yeah. We're told what to think and what to think about what we're thinking. Amen. You know what I'm saying? We have a world now where what they, you know, uh, back back in my day, we used to call it Madison Avenue. Then they started calling it Fifth Avenue, uh, where now with the advertising and the need to sell, uh, they're they're creating problems, and then 30 seconds later, they're telling you how to solve them and what all the other side effects are going to be so that you'll know what's coming so that you can get something for that, too. Yes, and they control that. Then they control that. That, you know that what I'm saying? right? You, know, <laughs> you get the sniffles, you, they got a medicine for you. You go ask your doctor. You know, it may cause certain side effects, but trust me, you're going to stop sniffling. And then whatever the side effects are, we got something for that, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like we used to call it back in the 60s, better life through medicine, through chemistry. You know, if I could just get a little bit of this and just a little bit of that and a, and, and a shot, I'll be all right. 
Yeah, they used to call me Dr. Sugar. Dr. Like. Sugar. <laughs> just, I mean, just for the record. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it's about pharmaceutical. The message has always been the same. Yeah. Take something to feel better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, and, 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 and what I'm taking is something to kind of like diminish the effects of this creature that I created, this facade that I created, this individual who is who is uh, kind of like dysfunctional when he goes out into society or tries to operate in the world because it's something that's created. Not really, I didn't really put that much thought to it. I put it together as I went. Yeah. You know, it depends on where I was, what was needed, uh, how I felt, you know, how I needed to feel, you know, what I was told that, you know, that, that was a uh, necessity or what had an impact, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I, you know I'm a creation and a creator too. So, I'm gonna use a word, and um, I rarely use this word. I, in fact, for 40 years, I did not use this word, and I'm learning through my, you know, my my sessions, if you will, here at the Dom, um, to use this word a little bit more frequently and understand it and analyze it a little bit. Uh, my fear, right now, is as I turn inward and I start this journey on this path inward that I'm going to get lost inward. How have you managed over these years to not get lost in the inward process and not become, because I'm going to tell you, it's easy for me. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me without the medications, without the drugs, without the pharmaceuticals, if you will. Let's, let's, just, let's be real, without the drugs, right? Without them, I, um, I get deep in my mind. I get real deep in my mind. And I'm, I'm afraid a little bit that I'm going to get stuck What am I losing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm losing my facade. Yeah. I'm losing this thing that I've created to help me survive in a world that, uh, for me, uh, doesn't work for me. You know, uh, because of what I was giving my attention to. Uh, and because of who I am, the essence of who I am, you know, wanted, to, wanted everyone else to have so much joy, wanted everyone else to have so much happiness. Wanting everyone else to begin to experience uh, fulfillment in their lives. And hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So, Hollis, let me be honest with you, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. Okay. I'm a selfish MF, man. I know that's right. I wanted me to be happy. Sound good. I wanted me to be right. Sound good. Yeah, but that's Sound real good. for me. So, you know, you talked about being lost yeah. and how it felt being lost. The fear is not that you would lose yourself. The fear is that you would find yourself and, and, and realize that you were enough in the beginning. Hold up. Drop the mic. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. know what? And, and here's the scary part. What am I going to do when I let go, when I, when I take the gloves off and realize there was no fight? I was shadow boxing. Yeah. The scary part is to find yourself. Mm-hmm. To find out that, that, that what was lost was as close as your breath. Exactly. Exactly. I got nothing to say to that. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you know. This is this is the thing that there is a knowingness in me that realizes that I'm all right and I'm okay. I just associate things that that are in conflict with that part of me, and it is and it's become such a habit. I think it's me, and I no longer want to put the effort, the time, or the energy into making it feel secure. So what do you say to that young brother and sister out there that are, that are trying to make the decision to, instead of using the pharmaceuticals and, and try to get on the right path, to 
to, to just, you know, to, to give them self-confidence. Because, you know, the, the confidence that we try to drive from or pull from is, is out there. But, but I think the self-confidence, because let's be honest, none of us do it until we're ready to do it, right? So what, do you, what do you say to those individuals out there that are, that are sitting there? I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there for y'all. So they're sitting out there. They're sitting in the room by themselves. Or they got their girlfriend or boyfriend passed out on the couch. They're about to hit another hit. And they don't want to. What do you say? If you be like me, you're going to take the hit. Okay. But know that the God I, the God that I'm, the God that I begin to have my experience with, the power that I'm having my experience there is there for everyone. And that it will find you where you are. You just have to learn how to become open and available. And sometimes to become open and available means ridding yourself of the things that don't serve you first. That process of letting go of your filters becomes joyous. It's, it's, it, it becomes a dance, a play, where once you find the string and you pull on it and things start unraveling and, and the picture starts coming off and the nose and the ears and the eyebrow and it becomes transparent. Once you, begin, once you find the right thread, you'll continue to pull it. You know, and, and that's the thing. Um, you know, um, sometimes the best thing to do is do what I'm doing. You know, and ask for help. Amen. Damn it, amen. You know what I'm saying? Right there, because I can't do right no there, more than what ask. I'm doing. If I could do something else, I would. And don't be afraid to ask for help. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be afraid to fail when you get help. Yeah. You know, the thing about, you know, help, and especially the way... Um, the treatment is going these days, and the modalities, and the way. It's all about success. It's not about the effort. And like anything, you have to try and keep trying to perfect it and to hone it and to make it yours. Is it fair to say that you and I both have had some effort? And oh, it's been a journey, baby. It's been a journey. It's taken me years to get to the point where um, I can begin to talk and talk with confidence about the confusion I'm finding and the miraculous things that's happening to me and for me. Yeah. You know, I know when I speak of the joy and the, 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 the happenstances that are happening to me, the, 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 the wonders that are happening in my life that continue to happen in my life, and I try to give voice to them, I know it sounds disjointed. It's, it's, it's like a novice getting in the ring with a heavyweight. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you can tell, you know, when I jab with my right, I, I, you know, I drop my left. You know, and you know, I'm all when, when I get ready to throw it, my chin goes down. There's a lot of tails to it. You know what I'm saying? But my willingness to begin to take the journey is where I believe um, I'm gonna get my reward. And you know, I, I want to throw this out there because I think it's about taking punches. I think it's about realizing this shit ain't easy. That that reality is. That every day you get up and you decide that you want to, to be on this, this better path, mm -hmm. it's not an easy path. I tell you though, I tell you this, it is easier, it is easier to live than it is to die. Mm. 
Because see, when I decide to live, what happens is I'm brought into remembrance of what matters to me. And when I begin to make those adjustments, damn what anybody else thinks about it, damn what happened before, when I begin to embrace those values and try to become more, never less, uh, when I begin to try to define those in terms that I understand and ask questions when I don't understand, and be specific in the questions that I'm asking, because the question is the most important thing, because the question is going to determine the answer and where the answer is coming from. It's, it's, it's that, what am I interested in? What am I giving my attention to? You know what I'm saying? What am I allowing to influence my life? I can't shut everything off at once, but I can begin to add some things that I know for a fact, even in this misguided journey, that would add to my life and to my experience. And, and, and I'm going to wrap it right here. I'm going to say this right here. I'm going to say, don't be afraid to say, I don't know those, those questions. You don't know. Yeah, because it's okay. You That's know the what beginning I'm of honesty. That's the beginning of honesty, man. That's the beginning of honesty. So, Hollis, I, I got to tell you, man, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time, brother. I cannot tell you how much you I appreciate You know what's going to be great? What's going to be great, my brother? What's going to be great is that this is your first podcast, right? Yes, sir. And we sitting up in here and we got, you know, Whatever time we got together, but this is not my first time putting it down. Yeah, ain't you? No, we've been putting it down for a long time. Yes, we have. Not you like, and I. Not quite like this. Oh, well, there's different, different definitions of this, putting it down. <laughs> well, see, this is this is for posterity. All right, all right. You know, and it's going to be interesting to see from this first podcast because you because what I like about you and what I'm seeing about you is that you're a man of action, but you're a man. The ideas that you have are not coming from you. No, they're not coming from me, brother. You know, and I'm a vehicle. And it's so obvious to me that you're a vessel. And 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 you you don't question the marching orders that you get. And God, the power that be, the universe, has endowed you with certain attributes and certain experiences that are translating and transmuting themselves and are transferable into these ideas, these endeavors. I've seen you, you know, come up with so many things and then the next morning, they're, they're real. You know, when the impossible becomes possible and the possible becomes a reality. Well, when fools like you put ideas in my head well, and, and tell me that I can do something, well, you know, I listen and I believe. But you know, you know it wasn't <laughs> Are that. Are you ready for that? Yeah, there was some, there's something special about you that I had to get out the way and be honest about whatever assessment or whatever I told you had nothing to do with what I was thinking. And I already told you I know nothing. Yes. So all that I have come through and all I'm trying to embrace and all I'm trying to, the challenges that I'm trying to be victorious over allow me in the moments that we're able to be together to just be a channel. Wow. You know, I didn't think about what I was going to say or think about what you were going to think about what I was going to say or any of those kind of things or how it made me look. You know, I, I, I wanted to be a beneficial presence for you at that particular time because I believe that that was the purpose in that. And, and, the, beautiful, the, and, and the beautiful thing about that is, is that, that for me, it's a blessing that keeps giving and, and, and it keeps bouncing back and forth. Amen. That's why I know it's true. Amen. I mean, you're an awesome person. I, I, I wish nothing but the best for you. Uh, this me, we're sitting in the, at the end of a hallway with the mic on top of a trash can and two chairs. And what are we doing? 
And what are we putting it down? Putting it down, baby. We're putting it putting down. It down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, bro. It's going to be in the archives, partner. Yes, you know, sir. You know, um, you know um, some of the biggest things have the smallest beginnings. Yes, sir. Well, there you go. Another episode in the books. We really appreciate you listening with us on Putting It Down. Don't forget to check us out at puttingitdown.com where you will find more episodes, merchandise, schedules, and events. And remember, as always, if no one told you they love you today, I do. See you, love you, bye.